Hey, wherever you're at right now, can we just pause for just a moment and thank God for what he did at CCV this Easter. Uh, it's nothing short of miraculous of what you just saw. And when you see over 53,000 people joining in, that's just unique logins. It's the only thing we can track is a unique login. And we don't know how many people that each of those logins represents, whether you were watching on Facebook or YouTube or maybe on our website or on TV. And if we just did a conservative estimate, if we said two people were watching per unique login, think about this. That means this past Easter, we reached over 100,000 people with the message of Jesus. CCV, that's never happened before in our church. And we're just so grateful for what God's doing. But to me, the most important number is that uh, over 685 people texted in the word peace, which is what we said for you to do. Text in the word peace if you wanna decide that, hey, I need to make a decision with my life to turn my life over to Jesus. I wanna repent, I'll believe in Jesus, and I wanna get baptized um, so many people have texted in peace and we've been having baptisms all week long. And I just wanna say to someone right now, it's not too late. Some of you did not text the word peace and you know you needed to because you need to turn your life over to God and you need to do it. You need to receive that peace. You can still text peace anytime and we'll make sure that we schedule your baptism, get you set up and answer any questions. If you're ready to turn your life over to Jesus, to repent, and to take that step of giving your life to Jesus and getting baptized, you can text the word peace to 72020 and you can get that scheduled today. But hey, wherever you're at, I know this may sound a little weird, but can we just, can we just like give God some praise? Just clap wherever you're at. So amazing. I also wanna um, thank those of you that are just giving so generously during this time. Uh, two weeks ago, the last couple of weeks, we, our church, you, uh, many of you went and gave blood. And when we talked to Vitalant, the company we worked with, they said, we've just never seen a church step up like this. It's just been so incredible. And um, we gave enough blood to, to serve over 2,200 people in our city. That's incredible. Uh, but many of you are giving financially. And I wanna thank you for that. Uh, we're able to do so many things to help our city through that. Uh, one example, and you may have seen on our social channels this past Friday, um, I was able to go down because of your generosity we donated 10,000 N95 masks to a hospital, our first responders to help make sure they have the equipment they need. Uh, I was down there with Governor Ducey. He was so excited for what our church is doing. And we're gonna deliver another 10,000 masks this next week to another hospital. And as you continue to give, we're just gonna continue to use that and steward that to make a difference during this time. But I just wanted to say thank you for so many of, of you that are, that are giving during this time. It's making a difference. But today we are starting a brand new series called Good Medicine. Good Medicine. And to start the series, I thought what I do is I wanna start with a very simple question I want everyone to answer. And here's the simple question. How many of you want to grow? I mean, have you, how many of you wanna grow? And it could be any area of your life. It could be you wanna grow spiritually. You know during this time, you wanna grow closer to God. You wanna grow in your faith. Hey, you, you might just say, I, I need to grow mentally or intellectually. Maybe you wanna grow, you're going to school right now. You wanna get better at that. Or maybe you have anxiety that just cripples you and you wanna be able to grow beyond some of the crippling effects of that. Or maybe for some of you, you wanna grow professionally. You know, you, know, you wanna maybe get a promo or move up in your company. Or if you're a business owner, you want your business to thrive and move to new levels. Hey, it could just be you wanna grow 
If some of you want to grow athletically, right? You have big aspirations. Maybe you're young and aspirations of doing something later on in life. Or maybe you're a golfer, recreational golfer. You just want to break 80, right? I don't don't know. Maybe that's how you want to grow. Hey, how about this? Do you want to grow relationally? I mean, some of you right now, you're you're single and you'd like not to be later on and you you may want to grow. And you, you just know, I need to grow and I want to find someone. How about in your marriage, if you're married? Anybody need to grow beyond some barriers you feel like are holding you back? Or maybe you're a parent, you just wanna grow. You wanna be the parent that you know you want your kids to have. Do you want to grow? If you wanna grow, can, can I just ask everyone to just participate with me wherever you're at? Just put your hand in the, in the air right now. If you wanna grow, say, I wanna grow. Or just put your hand in the air, even if you're alone. Here's my guess. Almost all of us have a hand in the air. I mean, I wanna grow. But I wanna ask you a second question. And I'm gonna make just a small, minor, very minor detail change in that sentence. And here's what I wanna ask you as a, as a second question. How many of you want to grow if it involves pain? How many of you, if you wanna grow and it involves pain, your hand shoots up just as fast? If you're like me, my, my hand isn't, isn't so fast to shoot up in that question. As a matter of fact, I would even say, I'm not even sure I like that question. I mean, how many of us just like, we, we love pain. How many of you want pain if that's what's gonna be required for you to grow? If you're like me, I mean, I, I wrote down, I think I spend a lot of my, t- my life trying to avoid pain. I mean, I think about some of my pain in my past. I don't want that again. This past week, I was thinking about what is the most painful thing physically, just physical pain that I've, I've ever gone through. And I'll, I'll tell you the story. It happened about 12 years ago. I was playing uh, volleyball and I, I, I love that sport, played through college. And I was playing in a volleyball match and I went up to jump with all my might to go for a spike. And when I jumped, the floor I was playing on was actually slick. And when I jumped, my feet completely slipped out from under me and I fell back and I hit the floor. I'm not kidding you. I hit the floor with like an incredible amount of force on my side. And it hurt incredibly bad in that moment But later on that night, the pain became excruciating. And it was later that night that I I looked at my wife, Jamie, and I said, you have to take me to the emergency room. I don't know what's going on, but I just think something's not right. Now, before I tell you the rest of the story, please understand something. I hate going to the doctor. I, I like pride myself on having a pretty high pain tolerance. And I won't go to the doctor unless like, it's like really, I mean, I think it's horribly bad. I think death is imminent. And so for me to make a decision to go to the doctor, it was a big deal for me. I don't, I, don't, I don't like going. I know that's probably not good. I probably should, but I just don't enjoy going. So Jamie drives me to the emergency room. We get in. I see this doctor. He's this really young doctor. And he begins asking me questions about my pain. I'm just explaining how bad it hurts. I'm in so much pain. And he's looking at my paperwork and he says, oh, I see that you're a pastor. Where, where are you a pastor at? And I said, well, I'm a, I'm a pastor at CCV. And, and I was, was kind of like, let's get back to my pain. And and he, this, I'm serious, this is exactly what he said. He said, oh, he said, well, um, I'm dating a girl. My girlfriend goes to CCV right now, but I go to another church and pretty soon my girlfriend won't be going to CCV. She'll be going to my church. I'm like, oh, okay. But I mean, that's, that's, that's fine. It's a little weird. I mean, I guess you have a thing or whatever, but I mean, just can you, can you figure out my pain? So he ran some tests, did it, finished his examination. And here was his summary. He said, Ashley, I'm gonna come back. Here's, here's what I think is going on. Uh, you just have muscle spasms. So, I mean, you got some muscle spasms. I could, I could prescribe you some muscle relaxers, but you should be able to go home and just kind of deal with it. Like suck it up. And that's what I heard. Like just suck it up. Go home and suck it up. I mean, I, this is what I heard. I heard go home, take off your diaper, take a baby aspirin, right? 
and go nighty night. I mean, I was just, I couldn't believe it. I left the hospital. You can ask Jamie. My head was hanging low in the car. I thought, are you telling me I went to the emergency room because I'm just having some muscle spasms? I'm like, babe, what's gotten into me? I've lost my edge. I need to turn in my man card. Like what's wrong with me? I was so defeated. And so I went home to just suck it up. That's what I was told to do. And so I went home and I'm not kidding you, that night, I couldn't even sleep in my bed. I was in, on our living room floor in a fetal position, rocking back and forth all night long in a fetal position. I was in so much pain. I was in so much pain that night, I actually threw up three times. I threw up just from the pain. That's how painful it was. So at 5 a.m., I woke up Jamie and I said, I don't care. I have to go back. I don't know what's going on. I can't suck it up anymore. So I went back, I literally went back to the exact same emergency room. I saw a different doctor whose girlfriend doesn't go to CCV and he gave me a new diagnosis, a proper diagnosis. And anybody know what I had? Can you guess? I had a kidney stone. The worst, I don't, know if, I don't know if that fall just did something. I don't loosen it up. I don't know what happened. I had a kidney stone. It is the worst physical pain I've ever had in my life. I've heard that a kidney stone is so much more painful than giving birth for you ladies out there. I'm kidding. I'm totally joking. I don't, I don't think that's true. I haven't really heard that before. Some of you moms are about ready to jump through the screen and slap me, all right? But that's just the worst physical pain I've ever had. But isn't there a kind of pain that you can experience in life that's, that's even worse than physical pain? I mean, what about the emotional pain you can go through in life that so many of us have gone through in our past? The psychological pain. It's maybe the spiritual pain. Maybe the marital pain you've been through. Maybe the financial pain. Is there anybody here today that when you think about the pain of your past, you're so excited to experience more pain in your future? Well, no, there's probably not any of us. I mean, all of us want to avoid pain. But what I want us to begin to see throughout this series is this. Avoiding pain is natural. It's so natural. It's just not always beneficial. Now, we know it's natural because even Jesus, when he was going to approach the cross, the greatest pain this world has ever known, he's going to hang on a cross, crucifixion, the worst pain you could ever experience. Even as he approached the cross, listen to the prayer Jesus prayed to his father. Matthew 26, 39, Jesus says this, my father, if it's possible, please may this cup of suffering, of pain, may it be taken from me. That's Jesus himself. I mean, even Jesus asked, hey, can I avoid this pain? We know avoiding pain is natural, but it's not always beneficial because think about the example of Jesus. Jesus' greatest pain became our greatest blessing in our life. Or we could say it this way, you know, what we talked about last week at Easter, receiving the peace that God can give you. Think about it this way. Our greatest peace is only possible through Jesus' greatest pain. Through Jesus' greatest pain, pain, that's the way we actually can experience peace. So that gives us a clue, just a, that's just one example that gives us a clue that God can use pain for his great purposes. I would refer to it this way. It's called the potential of pain. There's potential. And I use the word potential very strategically because we have a choice in how we're going to use, how we're going to see pain. And sure, it's natural to look at pain and say, I don't want that. I don't want pain. 
But here's what I know we, all of us could do. If I invited you on stage right now, you, and I gave you the microphone and I said, tell me in your life, one of the greatest seasons of growth that you've ever had where God began to do something amazing, just transformative in your life. Here's what almost all of us would tell. We tell about a season on the other side of pain that we realize we grew like never before. We may not like that sometimes our greatest growth comes through pain. We may not like it, but we also can't deny it. And so what I wanna do throughout this series is I wanna do this. I want us to learn to reframe our pain, to begin to view our pain through a different lens, to see it through a lens that pain isn't always bad, but it can actually be good medicine. God can use it to do something great in our life if we'd let him. Now remember, this is just the introductory week. We're not gonna get to the end of, of this week and solve every tension that, that we feel when it comes to pain. But we are gonna start learning to reframe our pain. And so you have to be here every week of the series. I'm telling you, every week is builds on itself and it gets more and more powerful, I think. And if you know someone who's in a season of pain and just hurt right now, you should invite them to join in with you because God's gonna do a great work in our lives as we begin to reframe our pain. And today, I just wanna start that process and show you three things that we have to embrace for God to reframe our pain. And the first is this, growth equals pain. I hope you're taking notes today. If you're not, I would, I would get something out, just take a few notes. Growth equals pain. You, ever, you remember the term growing pains? You, you remember hearing that? I mean, if you're a parent here today with, with your kids growing up, I mean, I've heard this from my kids. My kids have come to me all throughout their lives and they've said, dad, you know, my, 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 my leg hurts, my, my thigh hurts right here, what's going on? And we begin to evaluate a little bit and, and what we're finding is, is honey, you're, you're growing. You're growing. Even as our bones grow, as our muscles grow, it's often through a process of pain. That's just one example. What about this? For those of you that uh, are business owners or leaders, has your business grown? Has your leadership grown with no pain? Not a chance. What about in your marriage? Anybody here today would say, my marriage has grown through no pain? Me neither. I couldn't say that. So what we know is growth equals pain. It does. I, I was actually thinking this week, I can't think of a single area in my life that I have grown that didn't have some pain. Samuel Chand in his book, Leadership Pain, gives us, I think, an amazing formula that, that begins to help us understand how that can actually be the case, how growth can equals, equal pain. Watch what he says. Samuel Chan says this. He says, growth, which we all want, we raise our hands, I want growth. Growth equals change. Every time something grows, it changes, okay? Now watch this. Change equals loss. Every time something changes, we, there's some sort of loss. You can't go back to the way things were. Something, something changes. We have some loss. And watch this. Loss always equals pain. Growth equals change. Change equals loss. Loss equals pain. Therefore, watch the formula. Watch this. Growth equals pain. Growth equals pain. It's how it happens. And again, we may not like it all the time. We just have to begin to embrace it and view pain through a different lens. It's an inescapable fact, fact of life that when things grow, there's usually pain involved. It just is. And you can fight it or you can begin to embrace it. You can begin to see it through a different lens. 
And when we can see it through a different lens, we'll realize this fact. And this is, listen, this is the big idea of the whole entire message today is this. Your growth will be dictated by your ability to push through pain. My growth, your growth, will always be dictated by our ability to push through pain. I wanna show you that and how that's true by looking at a passage of scripture that I think makes it crystal clear. If you have a Bible, I wanna invite you to turn to the book of James. James is one of my favorite books in the entire Bible. It's written by a man named James who, you get this, was actually Jesus's brother. Did you know Jesus had a brother? He did. And he's a man named James and he wrote this book in the Bible. It is one of the most powerful books, I think, in the New Testament. But if anybody had a tough life, if anybody went through pain in life, I mean, it was James. He did. I mean, a a, a simple example, think about this. Could you imagine growing up being Jesus's brother? Could you imagine that? I mean, you come home from school. Hey, mom and dad, guess what? I got an A on my test. Oh, that's awesome. Jesus, how was your day? Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna save the whole entire world. How you like that, James? How you like me now? I don't think Jesus did that at all, by the way. But could you just imagine, imagine being Jesus's brother? I mean, how would you ever feel like you ever stack up throughout life? But we know James had a painful life because at the end of his life, he actually died as a martyr for his faith. He died for his faith around the year 62 AD. But in the book of James, James begins to show us how we should reframe and look at our pain. Uh, Read along with me, James chapter uh, one, starting in verse two. This is the very beginning of his book. Watch what he says. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles, when troubles, when pain of any kind come your way, consider it terrible. Consider it terrible, run from it, and go take a vacation, get on a beach somewhere because that's bad. Now, what does James tell us? When you face troubles of any kind, any kind, I love that you use those words, consider it what? an opportunity for great joy. What? When I face trouble, when I face pain in my life, I should start to look at it as an opportunity for great joy. Now listen to what James is saying because I wanna make something clear. He's not saying, look at your pain, take your pain and go, oh, that's great joy. He's saying, look at it as an opportunity of what God can do through your pain what maybe could happen through your pain. That's what James is saying. So we might ask, how could God use our pain for his potential? How could that even happen? And James goes on and says this, for you know, you know, we all know this from our past. If we just would get honest, we know that when your faith is tested, when you go through these really tough time periods, your endurance has a chance to grow. You know that during these seasons, on the other side of it, even during it, there's a chance. You can grow through it. There's potential. That's what James is telling us. So he goes on to say this. So, verse four, so let it grow. If you're in a season of pain, utilize it and let there be growth through it. This word let actually means to own. You gotta own it, let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, watch this, When you get on the other side of a season of pain, you know this. When it's fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. I love that because that's what we want. 
That's what we want. Let me show you what these two words mean. The word perfect actually means to be mature. That's what I want. That's what you want. In every area of your life, we want to mature and grow. And then watch what the word complete means. I love this. Having all necessary qualities. How about that? Hey, I can be mature and I can have all the necessary qualities I need in whatever area of life it is. But it happens through this testing. It happens through periods where God can take our pain. He didn't cause it. He didn't always cause it. But he can use it for his great purposes in our life. Let me ask you a question. What if in a season of pain right now, God wants to use it for the greatest growth you've ever experienced in your life? I was thinking about the seasons of my life when I've grown and almost all of them include pain. Just one example I was thinking of this past week is during the latter half of my high school years, it was one of the darkest periods I can remember in my life. My dad lost his job. Our, our family went through this really dark period together. And, and in the midst of that, I was in a relationship that ended like terribly. And I just remember being broken. That's the only way I could describe it. I remember not wanting to get out of bed. I remember just not even wanting to go anywhere. I just, I felt like my life was ruined. And it was in that season that I can honestly say with all confidence, and I can only say with 2020 vision now looking back, that God began to do something in my life and, and to help me grow. I grew during that season like maybe no other time in my life. What happened was, and I'll just use one example, during that relationship that, that fell apart, it caused me to reevaluate who I was as a man, and it caused me to completely reevaluate what I was looking for in a potential spouse. I reevaluated everything. God began to do a transformative work in my life. A year and a half later after that time, I met my now wife, Jamie. Coming out of a season of pain, and here's what I can say with confidence. I'm not sure that I'd have been mature enough or having enough qualities in me that Jamie would have even been interested in me if I wouldn't have gone through that previous season. And here's what Jamie would tell you. Jamie, when she met me, had just come out of a, a real deep season of pain as well. And God began to transform her. And she would say, gosh, I'm not even sure you would have been looking at me if I wouldn't have gone through that. And we met each other. But I just know personally, God did something in me where he matured me and made me more complete during that time where that helped me when I met Jamie. And now Jamie would say this. She'd say, my husband is completely complete and mature in every way. He's lacking nothing. She wouldn't say that at all. <laughs> she wouldn't say that at all. She would actually probably you know, kick me if she heard me say that in, in real life, in seriousness. No, I have so much to grow still. I do, but I know how I've grown in the past and it happened through seasons of pain. So I wanna make a bold statement. This is bold. Number two, pain always has a purpose. How can I make a bold statement like that? How can I be so definitive in that statement? because I'm not the one who's saying it, God is. Listen to what God tells us in Romans 8.28. And we're gonna talk about this more in week three of the series, but God says this in Romans 8.28. And we know, again, we know, same language James used, that in all things, in every single thing in your life, that includes the pain, even what you're going through right now, God works for the what? For the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. Through your pain, there's always a purpose if, if, if you'll begin to reframe how you look at it and allow God to use you. 
And that's a big if because that's up to you. That's up to you to allow it. So here's point number three. You have two choices with pain, always. Number one is you can allow it to be a springboard to make you better. Or watch this. You can allow your pain to become an anchor in your life that always makes you better. You ever been around someone in in your life that is bitter? What you'll oftentimes find when you find a bitter person almost always is, is there's an anchor that they're carrying with them from the pain of their past. And they like to show that anchor. And this is why, look what happened to me. Look what, and there's a lot of, they just show you their anchor. But isn't it true that you can also find people, so many people, that they would say who they are today, the better person they are today is because of pain, that they cut their anchor and they use it as a springboard to make them better. We have a choice and you have to choose. So the pain you're going through right now, the pain you're going through right now, what's it gonna do? Is it gonna make you better or is it gonna make you bitter? And I know some of you are in pain and it could be really little. Okay, can, can we say it could be really little? It could be, you just, you're tired of being at home and you feel in pain because you have a loss of freedom or it could be the loss of a, a wedding venue that you had to cancel or, or your dream wedding's not gonna happen right now because of everything that happened. It could be that you lost, I don't know, you know, you're not gonna be able to graduate for some of you. And that, that's painful for you. It could be just a loss of a vacation. You had to cancel vacation. Very, very personally, this year, Jamie and I celebrate 20 years of marriage. I planned for so long this vacation to celebrate this major milestone in our life. And just this past week, we had to cancel it. And I have a choice. Am I gonna make it, am I gonna use that to become bitter? Or do I think God can bring some good out of it? I still believe God can bring good out of it. You're thinking like, how, what would he do? I don't know. I don't know, but I trust it. I mean, hey, maybe I'll just take Jamie for our 20th out to Cracker Barrel and say, this is good. I'll save a bunch of money. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just know God's promise that he can use pain for his great purposes if I can reframe my lens and be able to look at it that way. He's done it so many times in my life. What about you? In all seriousness, though, there's some of you right now that your pain is not minor. It's deep. There's some of you right now that you've lost a job and you sit at home and you just wonder, you sit in the anxiety and worry all day long and it's painful. God, how could this happen? And it wasn't your fault. You didn't develop a virus that ravaged our world and ravaged our economy. Some of you had a loss of income. Some of you lost a relationship in the midst of this. Some of you can't visit people in the hospital. Even someone that, a loved one that's dying and you can't be there to just hug them. I mean, how painful is that? Some of you have literally lost someone in the midst of this, maybe even from the virus. Some of you in affairs come out in the midst of this. I mean, what do you do with that? An addiction? Some of you have had loss after loss. What are you gonna do? Loss equals pain. But we also know that pain can be used for God's great purposes. And what I wanna do is I just wanna show you the life story of a man in our church that went through a deep season, I think, of pain and trouble and how he began to reframe it of how God wanted to use it. I want you to see Russ's story. Watch this.
What happened was I went in for my annual physical. I felt strong. I had no indication at all that I had anything going on with me. But one of my health markers that we've been tracking for all the years uh, spiked. So I went to the oncologist then and then had biopsies, which determined I, I did have cancer. And he said, left unchecked, this cancer will kill you in 12 to 18 months. I remember driving home that night and my wife was driving and I was like, honey, can, can this really be? I mean, is it my time now? We looked at all the options available to us and we decided on a treatment plan. And then with the treatment plan, what it required of me is three hours of my time each day. So I thought, you know, wow, this is kind of an opportunity for me because I can now do some of the things that I always wanted to do that I never took the time to do. So it, it turned into a really positive thing for me in a real devastating time of my life. One of the first goals was I wanted to read the Bible through you know, cover to cover. I wanted to know God at a, as deep a level as I possibly could. And the only way I could do that is spending time with him and then reading the living word. And I was struck by how the word ministered to me. You know, it just gave me hope even in, in desperate times that, you know, if Lord, if you're going to take me, I, that's awesome. I'm good. What do you want me to do with what I have left? So I went, we went down and met with the oncologist and he said, Russ, this time, you know, I've got some really good news for you. We can't find a trace of cancer in you. Your, your body just healed itself. There's, there is no cancer. I mean, it's very difficult to wrap your mind around how something like that could happen to me when so many people pray for it and don't get that prayer. So the responsibility that comes with that is daunting at times. So it, it rocked my world and it really gave me the intensity of making sure that I didn't leave anything undone in my life and uh, really the pursuit of, I wanna, I wanna be a husband, I wanna be a father, I wanna be a grandfather, I wanna be a business person, I wanna be a brother that impacts the people in my life, uh, impacts their lives so that they wake up and, and hear the message of ready or not, here he comes. Tomorrow's not given to any of us. Are you ready? So I wanted to behave in a way consistent with what God's calling me to do and what my purpose in life was. You know, I wouldn't have been doing this. I wouldn't have been investing my life in the activities I was investing in now if I hadn't gotten cancer. So honestly, it was like, I'm almost glad that I got cancer because I wouldn't be as effective. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Everything just intensified for me. So, in an odd way of looking at it, I am grateful. 
Russ's story is just incredibly powerful for me. And it's, it's personal for me too, because uh, I, I heard Russ's story for the first time because he wrote me a letter uh, last year. I still keep it in my desk to this day because it was so impactful. And Russ, one of the things he told me, he said, Ashley, I'm so thankful for CCV because I watch different messages kind of in the CCV archive uh, while I'm having my cancer therapy. And then he said this in his letter, I am growing so much. I'm almost grateful I got cancer. And I talked to Russ this week on the phone and he said, I'd change it. I wouldn't say almost. He said, I am. He can because he's, on the, he's on, somewhat on the other side and he can look back and say he just knows what God did to grow him through this period. What about you? Whatever you're going through right now, will you allow a God who loves you to use it for a purpose? To use it even though you can't see it. You have no idea how he could even do it. Would you allow God to let your pain become something he uses to grow you. I wonder what God wants to do in your life. I wonder how he wants to grow you. But remember this, your growth will be dictated by your ability to push through pain. It is. And here's what I believe with everything inside of me. I believe that there's someone here that on the other side of this, you're gonna see God do miracles in your life. There's somebody here, a businessman, that you know, you're, God's gonna grow your leadership. He's gonna grow your business through, through this. I mean, even right now, you've, you've thought of things you've never thought of before in your leadership or your business or opportunities have come that you've never even thought about before. It happened through this season. For some of you, God's gonna use this time to heal your marriage if you'll let him. If you'll leverage this time to pour into your marriage and let it reveal some areas that you need to develop versus letting this time make you bitter. Some of you, God's gonna use this time to transform your family. He will use this season so that your family is closer together on the other side of it than ever before. And here's the most importantly, I think God's gonna use this season to grow many of you closer to God than you've ever been in your entire life. But what does that require? It requires that you do what Russ did, you turn to God. Because unless you invite God to be a part of this process, whatever you're going through, I don't know how you can grow from it. I don't know how you can have that peace we talked about last week. And for some of you, you've still not turned your life over to God. He's not a part of your life. So you're going through this season alone. And I just wanna tell you, it's never too late to invite God to come in during this season of pain and bring his peace like we talked about last week. And you can turn your life over to Jesus and repent and get baptized. And if that's still you, I wanna give you the chance still. Listen, you can still text peace to 72020. Some of you need to do that. But for all of us, We've got to begin to reframe how we look at pain. So let me end with this question. What season right now that you're in, what season is God going to use to do his great work in your life? Is there anything God wants to grow in you through this season of pain? Remember, you'll only grow to your ability to push through pain. Pain always has a purpose, but we have a choice. We can either use it to get better or it'll be an anchor in our lives that'll make us bitter. And I'm gonna choose, I'm gonna pray that all of us choose today to just allow our pain, no matter how deep it is, to see it through a lens of God, I'm gonna let you work through this and grow me. Can we pray that right now? Can I pray it for you? Even if you don't believe it, <laughs> I'm gonna pray God lets you see it today. Father, we come before you. We thank you for just your great work in our church. Thank you for what you did at Easter. 
Thank you for Russ's life story, God, that we can just hear from someone that if we honestly look back in our life, we can see that, God, sometimes you took seasons that were really painful and you used them for your great purposes. And whatever we're going through right now, I pray for the marriage that's hurting. I pray for the person that has someone in the hospital that's sick. I pray for the person that's crippled in fear and anxiety during the season. Would you utilize this time to grow us like never before? And God, we trust you in that. We trust you that you can bring good. And God, today, for someone that needs your peace still, would you give them the courage to reach out? They need you. We all need you, God. May we turn to you like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, next weekend, we continue our series, Good Medicine. I can't wait to bring you a message that I'm so excited for God to speak into your life. Until then, this week, start just thinking about not only how God can use your pain, but how can you reach out even in the midst of it to someone else who might be going through something on their own. Let's keep going out and making a difference, CCV. Love you. Have a great week.